Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey, Frank. Mushy Mushy, how are you? Hey, good, man. I just have to, have, my cup, I have to have my cup of tea so I can be like Cliff High when he does his little talks. <laughs> So, so could it, it's a guy who does a thing called Half Past Human who has all sorts of crazy um, stuff to drive you mad and to convince you that he's a real person, he sips on a cup of tea, gives it a good slip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that if you want. I don't oh, mind. Yeah, so, to, no, I need, I, need, I need people to think that I'm real, like, like, yeah. like Cliff High. Well, slurp, slurp some slurp. tea right now to make sure. Okay, here we go. How was that? Was that yeah. good? We, yeah, you can you use you you can use it on the sound effect. You can't fake that either. That's that's real uh, stuff no, in there. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only problem with Chris is you can fake anything, can't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, anything but that. As, as soon as you hear that challenge, it just it just you know you can imagine someone getting ready to fake something. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that was um, so we're we're chatting on the uh, Skype, and then we're going back and forth about salt, and then you're talking about stuff, and I'm saying, holy crap, man, I never even. I mean, it, in other words, like where the where the discussion was headed is like, wow, okay, so this has a lot of potential kind of explanatory power as far as some stuff that's you know floating around out there on there yeah I, I agree i mean I, I think as i've said to you before i i like to work on models you know we're always developing models about how we think things work yeah and, and um you know we're always looking for something which has uh, explanatory power and the, and the thing that um i guess sparked it for me is you posted a video um by a guy, he's pretty well known. Uh, he wrote a book about robbing a priest or something, and then then he's been talking about evolution and a few other things. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I'll, I'd have to find the link, but it was on your site, Chris, where you talked, where he talked about um, Neanderthal skeletons actually being human skeletons. Yeah. Uh, as, oh, really? As, okay. As shown by the teeth, and that the, the yeah. And that these these skeletons are obviously humans that have just lived a long time. So we're really talking about, you know, the 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 Old Testament figures, really, and that people did live long life long long lifespans in that time. Yeah, in the Book of Genesis, it talks about that, where um, it starts talking about the 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 particular characters in the Bible. You know, like everybody knows about Methuselah. You know, and then that's kind of a I guess a colloquialism or where like old as Methuselah, you know, I've heard I don't, that's kind of out of usage, usage now, but 
Um, I guess I haven't heard that in a long time, but you, they're as old as Methuselah. But Methuselah in the Bible, I think his age was is getting up there around like 900 years or something like that. If I yeah, that's correctly. that's correctly. Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, Enoch lived for a long, long time. The, the you know the yeah. father of Noah. Noah lived for a long, long time. Around 800 years, 900 years, but pushing like a yeah. thousand years. Yeah. So, you know, and again, we we if we talk about as we talk about it, what is science doing all the time? So science says that the Earth is a globe and there's there's gazillions of globes upon, you know, and probably gazillions of universes as well. You know, right. so you, Chris, are pretty insignificant. You're just a speck from the primordial slime, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et and then there's the, you know, we, we talk about, the kind of program to, to to give you three score and ten, don't we? Yeah, I mean, it, maybe an interesting aside about that, what you just got through saying is that, um, okay, now we'll be bombarded with this stuff in universities and schools and stuff, the evolution theory, the Big Bang. Now the multiverse thing, it keeps coming. I like all these uh, talking heads that, that, put, that push this idea of a multiverse and stuff like that. And this yeah. is how this is. I think this is a good example of how fallacious reasoning and stuff gets you into a bind. And it, it really and now, if, if if somebody's logically thinking it through, because okay, these atheists and skeptics and stuff like that, they like to pillory and ridicule like anything that's like conspiracy theory or something like that. And I, you know, like the example of Bigfoot or flying saucers or something like that. And mm-hmm. I. I got into a discussion with this atheist guy, and he's because he was talking about multiverse, and so I was like, I, I took the opportunity to, to poke some fun at him and stuff about it, and, I, and I, yeah, and I said, "That's well, mean of you, Chris." What's that? That's mean of you. Oh, I, I know. Sometimes it happens, but I, I don't. It's not the intention is not to be mean. It's just you know I'm trying to make a point, and if, they, if somebody takes it, you know, to heart, you know, it hurts their feelings. Maybe they should reconsider what they're thinking or pushing. You know. Maybe. That's yeah. the way I look at it, you know. Um, the same goes for me, you know. If somebody wants to, sure. you know, ridicule something that I've said or something like that, that might prompt me to, like, rethink it if, if it's, you know, incorrect or whatever. But anyway, um, so I just basically said, so with the multiverse, meaning you're invoking, like, limitless possible, you know, additional universes that we can't see, feel, taste, or touch, or measure, or anything like that that's that exist. Um, so... You can't really uh, ridicule any potential idea, like unicorns. Why? How do you know they don't exist in the multiverse? It's, it's almost like if there's unlimited, they, there would be a very high probability that they do exist in a multiverse somewhere. And then well, you know, well, the, yeah, it's 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 all those monkeys hitting those typewriters and making the Bible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually, unicorns going to come up some somewhere along. Uh, you would think. I mean, because you're talking about. Um, uh, a infinite uh, number of universes, like you know, that's because that's what they're proposing. Because, um, well, like Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking to Joe Rogan, and he was saying he he was going into multiverse, and he was saying not only are there multi, not only are there, is there multiverses, but multiple it's multiverses. Fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. Yeah. So what they're saying. So so you can't. So if you if you the accept that as possibility, yeah, you have to you. You know, so you you have to rethink everything, and and then like, okay, well that, well it's like what is the theory that explains everything explains nothing. So you, you, when you go into that, you have to yeah, you have to like really consider that okay, there's unicorns, there's flying saucers, there's there's uh, pixies, there's elves, there's everything. Yeah. 
Why not? You gotta, you gotta explain to me why that that's not a valid, uh, um, you know, working out working of that line of thinking, isn't it? That certainly would be, I would think. Oh, of right? course it is. And 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 what was his response? He didn't say anything. He didn't. Oh, I, not, he might have replied back, and I missed it or something, because that's it happens on the whole Google Plus bullcrap and all that. But all right. uh, okay. yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he ever responded back. Yeah, it's um, you're right. I mean, if it's infinitely, infinitely, infinite, well, yeah. anything's up, anything's up for grabs, isn't it? Any and everything. I mean, you got you got a unicorn with like a fried pie coming out of its head. I mean, really, why not? Yeah. Instead of a so, horn, like you know, whatever. So, so, so the particular thing that we're talking about, how crazy is it really that it that um, people live for eight hundred years or nine hundred years? It's not crazy at all. Well, I mean, we're always told, and I've talked about this before. Um, I, I, I watch documentaries sometimes because I, I, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to pick, a, pick it apart and kind of read between the lines and stuff. And uh, they were talking about the orcas, the killer whales in captivity. And you go to these water park, these, uh, you know, Sea World and all that. And, the, and, and you're doing the walkthrough and they'll show you the, the orcas and all that stuff. And they'll lie to you about their lifespan. They'll say, oh, they live a lot longer in captivity than they do in the wild, you know, and, um, I mean, it's the, the exact opposite is the truth, truth. And, um, so it, it just jogged my thinking. I said, well, you know, that, that's something that you got to consider with human lifespan. Like wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't in, in our culture of just, you know, everything is, is just, you know, the opposite of what they say it, you know, what's the commonly held belief. It's like, Human lifespan is probably the one thing that would be um, heavily suppressed information. Sure. I, 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 as a child, we were taught about um, the indigenous people of Australia. I, mean, I was an immigrant from England to Australia, and we were taught that, you know, they had really crazy things like a, a witch doctor that would point the bone at people and tell them they were going to die, mm-hmm. and, the, and the indigenous people would would just accept that that was the truth and would die within, you know, some period of time after the, what they'd call having the bone pointed at them. Wow. And, and then, you know, you really, isn't that exactly what happens now? The yeah, guys in the, my code say, you've got three months to live or... Yeah, they're pointing the, the priest, bone at you. Yeah. yeah. The, and the priest says, you've got three score and ten or... You know, even when I was 35... Um, people said, you know, it's really hard to get work after 40 because you're an old man. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel pretty good. I'm 46. I feel pretty good right now. I'd say, I, 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 feel pretty, I feel pretty good at 55 and a half. I am um, much healthier than I was at 40. I went... Uh, I, I, I told about how I was out hiking uh, last weekend and uh, hike with a group, which I I, I started doing. I, I, I normally don't, I haven't done that, you know, um, hike with groups and stuff. And uh, and uh, there'd be like these young guys in their twenties and stuff, and um, and like they're getting like winded and all that, and they don't even look out of shape. They don't, you okay, know, they look okay, healthy. So now that is definitely lack of salt, Chris. Yeah, something is wrong there. It's not. Yes. It, so, yeah. it's, so, so the, one of the main mechanisms, one of the main mechanisms of breathing is, is um, a thing called the chloride shift. So, if you don't have enough chloride, which comes from salt, 
mm-hmm. the transfer of oxygen and carbon dioxide at, at the cellular level doesn't work properly. Mm. And the sec and the second aspect of having uh, a lot of salt is that you produce a lot of hydrochloric acid in your stomach, and you produce bicarbonate in your blood. And the okay. bicarbonate in your blood is the way that your oxygen attaches to your hemoglobin in your lungs. So, so the more you are at the 7.45 end of the alkaline scale, the more efficiently your lungs will work. Uh-huh. And you need, you need excess chloride to make the shift of the oxygen carbon dioxide in and out of the cells. It's, it's really basic. Yeah, and that's and, something and, that, uh, that is, it, it, that's not common knowledge or that's not anything that's put out there, you know, promoted or anything. It's common knowledge if you're a vet. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because um, veterinary medicine and stuff like that has, like, yeah, stuff like that where it's kind of like it's 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 um, you know oh it's good for animals but yeah it's, they don't even discuss no. it as far as humans. Yeah, it's not good for humans, huh? Yeah, like uh, raw right. milk. Oh yeah, fine to give it to a dog, uh, but yeah, people should never drink that. Yeah. Yeah, and so you, you you're talking about um, we were talking about um, Jennifer Lawrence clone appearing on the net because you find modern pictures and old movies of this woman that's obviously the same person. I mean, identical looking. That's the one thing that stood yeah. out to me when I saw that. It was like, okay, that's the same. That is like the same person. That's not just a lookalike or anything. Yeah, no, no matter what Kay Hammond says, that is the same person. Yeah. Yeah, and I, so, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, same person. I mean. <laughs> and, then, and then, so so the discussion is, is it going to be a clone? Well, cloning just can't work. We know that. I mean, all of those clone experiments end up with some defect that can't be... Uh, repaired, you know, they have thickened cells of their walls or something. You know, the human body is so ridiculously finely tuned that just the slightest thing going wrong causes catastrophic failure. Cloning is just not going to happen. It, it, you can't, you know, once you've made a copy and a copy, uh-huh. The, the, body, the body will be hopelessly flawed. So Dolly the sheep died of some thickened arteries or some craziness. You know, they're very subtle things, but they, but they occur. And I understand that even in people that have been conceived by in vitro fertilisation, that the, that the number of defects is way higher than it is, you know, from people having sex compared to people having sex. So, it, it, what's the more plausible explanation, really, is that whoever Jennifer Lawrence is, she has a lifespan which is greater than what we anticipate. Yeah, I, I never it's, it's, even I never even thought of that. I mean, that never once occurred to me until just today, just now when we were talking about it, and you said that you brought that stuff up. It's like yeah. Well, again, it's only flowed from the thing that you, you know, the stuff that you're already interested in, Chris. It's really, it, it, you know, like I said, you're the guy that's that sort of tweaked to the fact that 
Neanderthals and humans might be the same guy. Well, it it you know, I the where where I come from on that is like I don't believe anything that comes out as far as like our the interpretations of the of the um, you know history of the development of humankind and all that because it's, it is just bogus, it's bullcrap. You know, so yeah, so I can't. So they say Neanderthal is this and that. You know, I always kind of accepted that maybe they were um, a because uh, that gets into like species. Was it speciation and stuff like that? Where you know what is a species and what is not, and you can see that with uh, the variation in dogs. You know, um, yeah. just you know, startling differences. You know, a, a, a poodle and a a wolf. You know, I mean, come on. It's like, but you know, there's vari- variability that's you know uh, allowed there. You know, uh, to like a very um, wide varieties. You know, so. So certainly, like you know, somebody. What's what is uh, typical of a Neanderthal? Like a descriptive of a Neanderthal? Didn't they have like thicker skulls, like a yeah. brow line and and all that, and, and um, wider palate? Like their their teeth were. Um, they find thicker, their teeth a thicker yeah. jaw, and their asses is raised higher. You know, all that stuff. Okay. No, I mean, so, I, you yeah. know, it's it's nothing. It's it's a human, yeah. It's a human, and you're just looking at normal human development, like the the, the proper um, skeleton Nut- that you expect to see in what, developing with proper nutrition. Yeah, developing with proper nutrition. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. And the, they said the skulls were thick and hard as a freaking. Ro- I mean, just like really, uh, really rigid, really um, yeah. strong mu- uh, bones and all that. Yeah, bone structure. But in, and it's interesting if I, you know, do my banging on about salt again. Japanese people, of course, have a much lower bone density than Western people. They don't have any calcium in their diets, really, and you know, not through milk or anything. But their bones are much tougher. So the incidence of of broken hips and and bones in Japanese society at every age level compared to Western people, I think is a fraction, maybe as low as a tenth of the rate that it is for, um, you know, the Anglosphere, the uh, English-speaking countries. And, and of course, the obvious, you know, no explanation apparently is known for this, and yet in vet circles they know that, that bones, that, that animals that don't have enough salt you know, will have more fractures. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And they get and they they advise um, increasing their salt intake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that goes to the uh, thing that uh, like Marcus was talking about. You guys were talking about that on his calls. Like, uh, you go to the hospital. What's the first thing they do? Yeah, get a saline drip stuck in. Yeah. Saline drip. Because it's so bad for you. It's yeah, salt is so horrible for you that the first thing they want to do to you when you go to the hospital that's a that's a good that's good fodder for a phone call. I should call the hospital and like start start pumping their brain about it like a, a doctor or something over here at the hospital over here. Yeah, so yeah, it's so horrible for you, but that's the first order of business is we're gonna load you up with salt water. Yeah. And it turns out one of the things that Marcus did um sort of put me on to is he asked me you know what's the story with 
using seawater instead of saline. And it turns out that if you, you know, around the 1930s, that people would get injections of seawater, presumably diluted and sterilised in some manner. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and so there is a history of that that treatment that was very successful for a while. It's like a really then, old method. Well, I think it came up about the 1880s. Okay. And then flourished for a while and then disappeared more or less. I think World War II more or less extinguished it in the Anglosphere. And someone in South America has rediscovered it for treating, um, you know, one of these um, diseases of the of the nervous system. Wow, okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, so, you, you know, would, would people be better off, instead of getting a saline drip, getting a sterilised seawater solution? You, so you how, know, is these, it, how is it sterilised? Oh, I don't know that. Sorry, I do know that. Sterilisation usually requires filtration through a filter system of two microns or less because any bacteria or, or nasties... Uh-huh. Uh, are filtered out at two microns. So I what happens? That. What happens is that um, I think the smallest living bacteria or something is about the order of ten to twenty microns. But when they break up, the bits and pieces that they break up into can be filtered out at two microns. A thought about that is that. Um if you're putting something like bacteria and stuff into a, a diminished human body that's that's um, you know depleted and and beat down, no, no, uh, yeah. not nourished and all that, the anything you get inside your body like a, a bacteria, whatever, I mean uh, pathogens and all that are going to be um, they'll be able to, to to thrive and get get inside and do stuff to your body, but uh, but uh. But a fully healthy individual, I, I would suspect um, that wouldn't even be a concern. Like you could just drink it straight out of the. You know, I I do this. Well, healthy, healthy dogs uh-huh. eat eat carrion. Well, we know yeah. that animals. We know that animals in the wild eat carrion. They'll eat the most. Like you, like uh, you, uh take take the dog for a walk, you know, and then uh, there's they eat shit. They eat the most. Okay, uh, just an example. I guess this will gross people out, but like a like a squirrel that looked like it got in the in the brush hog, the mower, and had got wrapped around the blade or something with like string and all this stuff, and it's like it's like, and then the dog just he like the best thing they ever ate, you know? It's like <laughs> <laughs> the tail hey, on uh, it. Uh, let me let me let me slurp my tea, Cliff Cliff High style. You, you'll have to look into Cliff High, Chris. He's he's just <laughs> he's a piece of work. Here we go. Okay. How did that go? No, that wasn't very good. You got to get closer to the mic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry it's about. um, and 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 I think that you know that that the stuff that we've just talked about, Chris. That okay, if you if you are rational. And think about this stuff where doctors point the bone about how long you should live, and yeah, we're always shot. having we're always having the bone pointed at us all the time. We're always having the bone pointed at us, you know, like we we're just, you know, we're just idiots. And really, 
um, the things about salt that seem to be correct are, well, it's in the Bible who knows how many times. Um, if you actually read the science or the things from the insult study, they actually say, um, oh, you know, there are some benefits from having salt, but the consensus view is that salt is bad for you. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, so the, the, in the actual medical field and the medical papers, they actually write in them straightforwardly that salt is perfectly good for you and sensible. Mm-hmm. And mm, then, yeah. then say, but the consensus view is don't do it. You know, That's so you're told, you're told. That's, yeah. You know, no, no lies are told. No, you're not. That, that's the thing. I want like this. You can look into scientific journals and stuff. Like all this stuff that's you know, it's even published online, and, and like it, it's kind of limited because they like you. You have to subscribe to some of those stuff. But I, I, you know, you could find this stuff where there's because that's that's why I say about science is like there, there's really studies and stuff going on. I mean, there's really stuff that like is, is science. But you know, it, if it doesn't get disseminated out through like Doctor Oz or uh, Oprah or all that through the through the proper channels where it can get into the mass mind, then people disregard it. Yeah. They don't know about it either. They don't. Who goes and looks at that stuff? You know. Yeah. Unless you're uh, unless you're uh, um, a uh, what what I see what happens a lot is people like oh they want to they they're gonna develop a little cottage industry and they say oh this is good for you and this is good for you and they have like all this stuff that they push and stuff but you know it, it's just sort of like a um, a way to uh, you know have a develop their own product line and like pump it out and stuff like that and then you know but I mean and then along with that you get all this um, the, these uh, big companies buying out these companies because like they'll come up and they'll have some good stuff like good for you that you could do and they're like man that's great i feel better and stuff like that and then they get bought out by some uh company which you know that's that's a money system you know and then they then they then they reformat it and stuff and then they put out a, a inferior uh stuff that doesn't actually work that great have you got an example of that chris um, there was a company, somebody, because somebody was talking about this, and I can't re- recall exactly uh, where this was from. Uh, some company was bought out, and they had a line of products and stuff, and then they were doing real well, and then uh, they got bought out by, uh, see, I don't know all the details. So, But, uh, you know, I, you would think that would happen, though, right? I mean... Because yeah. I mean that's I'm I'm just pointing out that's how this kind of thing remains in kind of obscurity. Like GCN is okay. That's a real good example of uh, they kind of set the standard and everybody that's kind of health conscious. So like you know they'll go to GCN, uh, um, a supplement company, and like you know the products they're they're promoting and stuff there. Is is puts out in the in the mass consciousness consciousness that oh these are health products you see what I mean mm. is it GCN Cause that's I, I I don't know I mean I'm because I'm in Australia I, I won't be familiar with your brands necessarily GCN 
Yeah. What? Well, which, you know, I, I think the whole thing that I, I guess the example that sticks with me about all that stuff is, you know, the in the 1900s with Kellogg's coming in and, and all of a sudden people were having all these grains for breakfast. Where up until then, you know, people would have had bacon and eggs or, you know, all sorts of different things. But now breakfast is exclusively sugar, grain. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, it's just nonsense. GNC, that's what I was trying to think of. It's uh, General Nutrition Corporation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had, I had GCN on the brain because of Alex Jones. Uh, that's a, a dreadful name, though, isn't it? What was it? General Nutrition Corporation. It just sounds great. General Nutrition Corporation <laughs> in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania-based American <laughs> commercial enterprise. Retail, sale, health, nutrition, really fun. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. Like... um this is a in 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 the states. It's a, it's a national chain, and these 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 things these stores are um, like in all your strip malls and stuff. You know, all yeah. nationwide. Yeah, but they really are making making it obvious, aren't they? That it's it's like being fed at pigs in a pig farm. You, you know, when you've got your national chain of food and your nationally prescribed diet. Wow, you know we really are. Pigs at the trough now, aren't we? Oh yeah, yeah. This, you know, it gets it, it. You know, as they say, it really gets shoved in our faces. And another thing too, it's like, okay, people are so busy with their, you know, careers and all that stuff, mm. and then you know they go to what's because I I lived in Fort Worth for about a year, and uh, so it's so I live I lived in, I had an apartment, and then it was in a you know this developed area that you know. You got access to, uh, you know, Target. You got, you know, uh, just the standard chain stores, and that's like all over the United States now. It's just this monoculture of chain stores and strip malls and stuff like that. And then you go, you go to any one of them, and they'll have the same stores and the same, um, you know, all standardized across the board. You know. Yeah. Um. So. You know, all of this, uh, I think the nuts and bolts for me, Chris, is the outcome of our to and fro this morning is that I now have a, a model which which we can test. Do people live, do the, and if we think about um, how, I guess my worldview is that someone's controlling history, yeah? Or some group is controlling history. There yeah. seems some group that's able to plan out a long space of time. They seem to be able to plan out, you know, several hundred years in advance what's going to happen. Right, now that's, yeah. Now, many people won't agree with that, that view, that most, many people will say, look, all this stuff happens, you know, by just the random events, etc. Well, you read the books, too, and they describe themselves as being the wild, wild men, and then it's for the masses to be the, you know, civilized or, um, you know... That, that's interesting. That goes along with what you just said. So if if we look, if we then, you know, if I have the model that we are being directed and steered in this way, then it does, it, it would, one of the problems with that model would be that, you know, people that just have short lifespans like we do, how do they transfer the information from generation to generation to make the plan happen? Yeah, that totally but, makes sense. It totally makes sense, man. You know, these if, people live... 
to almost a, a thousand years old. There, but you know, it's like, okay, when you say something like that, it sounds it sounds kind of wild and outlandish. Yeah. Right. Like, how do you a human being living a thousand years old? That's why we have okay. Back to movies. You got your vampire movies. You got all your other stuff like, um, and that's and those are like real popular. Like, and then what is the the vampire? He, he's he lives for like a thousand years, you know. Like they have, you go to the and he's he's got um, you know his castle and all that stuff, and he's been there like a thousand years. He's like really really ancient, you know. And then like the the whole premise there is stuff like that. It's it's uh, oh he has some supernatural demonic like um, preservation of his uh, body and all that, and it's and it's yeah, and they and they invoke all this occult and scary shit and stuff like that. It's it's. You know that that's demonic and and frightening, and um, he's got he's got long teeth, and he sucks your blood, and he, and he is horrible, and he's a he's a sadist, and and all this other stuff, and and so all that all that all those associations are brought in and, and pent on that idea of a of a, a thousand year old living being. Yeah, and and now another ridiculous thought that popped into my head just then is the um, is. Is, is to now look at the people that are playing the older parts in society, you know, like um, uh, Ron Paul. I notice that his brow is very heavy. Wait, let me look at him online. He's got a heavy brow line, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering if that's the way we pick this stuff. So he, like, his age could... Now, this is just... Along this line of thinking, we, we, we just we just <laughs> like his age is seventy nine. His yeah. real age might be he might be four hundred and seventy nine years old. Well, it's a possible, isn't it? it well, it, along it, this it, line it, of thinking, Ron Paul might be <laughs> he might be an old, old, old dude yeah. by our standard of uh, conditioned, programmed thinking. Yeah, you see what I mean. And even bringing that idea. People would be, oh, that's fucking crazy, you know? Yeah. Uh, right. Ron Paul's 479 years old. And, like, no one nice. would ever accept that. No one even would think about that. But, like, Ron Paul's been around on this planet for 479 years. He's, is that he's, a Masonic yeah. number, though, Chris? Have you chosen the right number, 479? Is that the right? Have you done the gematria on that? I'm sure it, I'm sure it equals out to something, because <laughs> all numbers do, don't they? Gematria. <laughs> you know, so we get, that's a yeah. So I mean, so we've created a model. He does you know, have a pronounced brow line. So we've created a model from this discussion. It's fun to play with these models. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Does it have like sort of ex explanatory power? Does it? Because we've seen all this crazy shit out there, man. It's like, and then we're told what to think about it. Okay, yeah, um, cloning and stuff like that. So you think about cloning, and then like Alex Jones tells you about secret laboratories and all that, and then it's up to you to put those two things together. And that's how a lot of this stuff works. Like you, you get to thinking about it, and you start putting this stuff together, and you think, oh. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence must be a clone then, and like Barack Obama, uh, like Freeman tells you, oh, he's a he's Akhenaten clone. I mean, um, oh, that's a that's a great example. Yeah, but then how old would that dude have to be? But then again, too, ah, but history, here's another thing. History yeah, history, lie, like <laughs> history is a lie. So you say, oh, well, Barack Obama is not three thousand years old. No, he's he, 
you know, he's a normal human lifespan. But like he like he was back there in Egypt and he was Pharaoh in Egypt too. Like they like he played the part of, of Akhenaten. But like Egypt wasn't that that long ago. It wasn't two thousand. You know, whatever what they tell us, right? But but even then, as as we're even told that history is a fact by the historians, of course. How <laughs> easy? Okay, think about this. If, How if, easy? If, if we listen, if we listen to what historians say, they say, oh, then then there's the Dark Ages. And that was a thousand years that we don't know about. So we'll just. <laughs> I know. It'd be, how easy would that be to do if you're if you're if you can get up to it? If your normal lifespan is like a thousand years of age and you're in on the whole thing, of course. And then how easy is that to do? Create a phony history and stuff for people to believe. And you were alive back then, and um, so you know and stuff like that. But it wasn't that you know what they tell everybody. And it's like, wow, yeah, it, this does this idea has explanatory power for sure. Yeah, so um, you know, of the of the many wild hypotheses out there, it's um, if it's useful, I, I guess we'll find out from the amount of ridicule we get, really, Chris. Yeah, we should be uh, like this, uh, I'll close <laughs> this. We should be getting like attack from every angle. Yeah, I, so I better I better slurp some tea for for people to realize that I'm real. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great chat, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, that's 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 really interesting. It's uh I don't know, yeah. I mean jumping to conclusions is one thing. No, no, it's important to do that. It's pointless we, we to do to, that. Yeah. We all have to accept that these are models. Yeah. We. Yeah. It's you know, regardless of what, regardless of what people say about themselves, they are always creating models. You know, the yeah, only uh, way, yeah. you, the only way you can exist is because you're only inside your own body. You are making a model about how you think the world works, whether you realise it or not. Yes. You, mm-hmm. you can either do it explicitly, like like I do and like you do, or or you can just. Ex- you know, live with your implicit models and not realize it's up to you. Yeah, you get all kinds of inputs from all kinds of different, you know, especially in this day and age. I mean, we get all kinds of inputs from all kinds of sources, and you got the Internet. It's got, like, you know, endless speculation and stuff like that. And then it's, it's up to you, of course, to, you know, um, reject or accept whatever's put out there, you know. I mm. mean, um, yeah, like... You listened to the last call I had with Marcus. Yeah. So, like, we get we got into something that was like maybe equally as to some people like sound preposterous sounding, and it was to me. I got, I have to admit, I got really perturbed, and I didn't know really exactly how to deal with that. You know what Marcus, I what I thought he was proposing. You know what I mean? So you might um, have to refresh me because I. Well, uh, the way now, what 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 it come across to me is that um, I, I was getting the drift that Marcus was proposing that um, like when when a military when somebody signs up for the military and they get sent off to war, that um, they don't get sent off to war, they get they get involved in sort of an elaborate simulation. Of well, and war. so that's 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 the Dave J hypothesis. Dave J. Yeah. Oh, the guy on the YouTube? He said yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. 
So his view is that all wars are phony. No one is, I think his catchphrase, no one was hurt, no one was killed. Now, I think the reason why that bothered me is because I have, like, quite a bit of, you know, personal kind of, um, you know, talking to people and stuff. My dad was in Vietnam. Um, I remember as a kid, I, he had this big scar on his shoulder where he took some shrapnel. And uh, and then, like, uh, my mom tells me that when he came back from over there, he was a completely changed person. And um, so, like, it... so. When we got we got kind of further along in this discussion and stuff, I was like, I was just, you know, I had emotional difficulty. Like it was like, wow, that this is, and it, because you know, too, it's like, okay, how much explanatory power does that have, as far as my personal, you know, experiences, like I, I just described to you, you know, and then you know, talking to people, I've talked to. Uh, yeah, I met people, and it's like uh, this one guy. I was hiking on the Appalachian Trail, and he was a uh, he was kind of a like a I guess would be classified as like a trail bum. In other words, like that's all he does is hike. He's like mm. an older dude. He's like yeah, older guy, and is like probably his late fifties or something like that. And he just he just hikes the Appalachian Trail, and he was a former Navy SEAL, I think, mm. uh, in Vietnam with the PT boats and all that shit, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so I tried to get him to, because I was like, yeah, well, you know, what what was that like and all that? And he's like, I, yeah, I don't even, I don't talk about that stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, am I, am I but, projecting but, but, some but, interpretation but, of what he said on that? Because that, that's not much information to go off of, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Sure, I, that, so, but, that's that's some, so, yeah. But, but some of the more obvious things that I think Marcus talked about was the, you know the purported death of millions of of people in World War Two, mm-hmm. right? Well, we, I think there's reasonable evidence that those numbers have been exaggerated, right? And uh, then and let, um, let me let me just take the gentle approach rather than be controversial. It, it, it's okay. it's a pretty if you, if you care to look for it, there's evidence that all sorts of things have been exaggerated. My in my personal experience is that my grandfather was at war, his brother was at war in World War One, and my uncle went to World War Two. None of them were killed, although my, apparently my grandfather got gassed. Um, and, you know, I don't know anyone personally who has had anyone killed because of, obviously if you meet the children of people that have returned, they're their parents are not dead, obviously. So it's a kind of a... It's a little bit difficult to come to grips with, isn't it? And, and um, you know, it turned out that we were told that 3,000 people died when those two buildings came down. Right. But, but you know, there's no evidence of that, really. You know, you, over time... I, I actually got into some conversation over someone on the net where they said... I think Mark has actually said the same thing. Oh, my um, sister's cousin died there or something like that. Oh, you know, my... You know, my yeah. brother-in-law's cousin. And then you right. say, well, what's their name? And they say, I'm not going to tell you that. Right. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Can't tell you that. It's, it's over that. how many years ago? And then, like, they're still too tore up about it to even mention their name. So, you know, so, yeah. Um, so Dave J's hypothesis basically is that, you know, when you when you make the claim that people are murdered, you are kind of 
being the murderer yourself, you're making a claim um, that that death has occurred, which hasn't occurred. And and what's that again? Could, uh, what's that it, again? Dave J is basically saying he's making the claim that when you say some people have been murdered, uh-huh. but you, but you don't have that real experience, you're you're acting as a murderer yourself. You're if you like, you're killing the spirit of those people. I don't I don't quite understand what Dave oh, okay. J's argument is about that, but I'm just yeah. telling you more or less what he says. Now, I think the point being that there is a whole lot of fear created and there's a kind of thing where humans are always evil and always um, prepared to do really terrible things to each other. That it, that's probably not holding up. You know, we know that most soldiers, when they go to war, fire above the heads of the people oncoming. In fact, my business partner asked his father or grandfather about that. He fought on the on the kind of German side mm-hmm. in Croatia, and his 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 either his father or his grandfather told me straight out, "No, I definitely shot over their heads. I never shot at anybody." Mm, right. Yeah, and, I mean, I I I always kind of well, you know. For a while now, you know the, the whole thing about whatever we're told about what goes on in in war and stuff like that. I I'm totally, absolutely suspicious about or or just really critical of anything. You know, obvious. You know, I think that's an obvious position to have. And then um, you know the whole friendly fire thing is another thing that like gets it's it's like you were talking about. Oh yeah, this stuff is in science journals, just nobody talks about it. Well, like the friendly fire thing, that's kind of like that is out there. Officially admitted that, like, um, you know, friendly fire accounts for like, um, admittedly, like almost like almost half of the fatalities and stuff like that. So that's probably like drastically underreported, maybe. You know, I I don't know. Wow. Yeah. So that's. I didn't didn't know it was. I didn't know it was that high. Uh, yeah. Let me double check. I mean, uh, I mean, double check. But I mean, what the official word is on that, but. which I don't know how much that means, but um, it, it, the last time I was looking into that, it was like I, I was pretty astounded about what they admitted to how high it was. The figure yeah. was really kind of took me back when it was like, oh, friendly fire accounts for this many. I was like, what? You know. No, well, like, so so, yeah. so then it turns it turns out when i'm I'm only talking about my now personal experience when I was a young boy I got a, an air rifle and and at one stage I shot a sparrow uh-huh and you know I didn't need that sparrow for food or anything I was sick after I did that for shooting that thing for no reason and i've yeah. never been I've never been able to do that again now imagine how people Shooting and killing other people feel. You can imagine what that does to their psyche, their soul. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, so I, I, I just don't think it happens. You know, I, the whole idea that humans, divine spirits, are able to to commit all these atrocities that that we're told happen. You know, I'm I'm just not there yet. Yeah, like the Holocaust thing. You know, like oh. 
you know, because they'll show us this scenario where, okay, the German Nazis are just so incredibly evil. So it's like that that's outside of your experiential reality for me because I, I don't know anybody that's that damn uh, sadistic and stuff that, that will do that kind of, you know what I mean? But, you know, I'm not saying that that person, those type of people don't exist somewhere. But to have that many people um, sadistic enough to do that and, and form some organization like that and all be – now, I understand, like, there's this obedience to authority thing that, like it, – it, but and that, and that goes a long way because people will just do it because they're told. And then that, that kind of, like, um, takes the they, – they, they work it in their mind, I guess, somehow so that it's like, well, it's not my fault. It's I was told to do it. And then that's the whole Nuremberg defense and stuff they talk about all, all the time. Um, I understand that, but like the idea that there's these the, the the German troops like just started shoveling people in the ovens and they were like you know pleading for mercy and screaming and stuff like that. I mean, it's such a horrendous, horrific thing that just like a continuous, ongoing campaign day after day would break somebody down mentally where they couldn't even function anymore, even if they wanted to. A, a, a normal human being, I would I would think, you know, like you're saying, like we're you know the 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 spirit, your spirit would just uh, just give out. Yeah, I, I, so that's my view, you know, and I can only go on my personal experience. Yeah, that that fits with my uh, personal experience as well. I mean, and that's that's what I have to. I, I try to emphasize that for myself as much as possible. It's like, okay, what have I seen, you know, firsthand that kind of goes along with this these ideas. And uh, and then like oh well I've never seen a four hundred year old man it's like okay but then again too it's like how do I know that because how do I know what a four hundred year old man would be expected to look like if the real human lifespan is like you know a thousand a thousand and and then like it, so you know um. It makes sense, but then it's like, how how much independent confirmation can you get for an idea like this? You know, what's well, again? It's you know, I'm 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 having a, a battle with Kay Hammett on uh, fakeologist about Dallas Goldbug at the uh -huh. moment. So, you know, what the problem for us all, isn't it, is that we know that there's some elements of of truth and some elements of fiction all wound up, right? So all we can do is try and untangle the bits as best we can and put models together that may be uh -huh. workable. Okay. You know, which is what we're doing now. Dave J, for example, uh, Dallas Goldbow reckons Dave J is a phony. But Dave J has put out some really good stuff. For example, he, he, he's put, he put out um, some very good work on the, I thought very good work, thoughts-provoking work on the Civil War. American Civil War, where okay. he showed all those all those battlefield pictures were just full of dummies. You know, there, there was no American Civil War. Not like we were told. At Not all. like we were told, yeah. And he's got a well, picture I've, of... Well, I talked about the photo fakery and then, like, they would embellish oh, the scenes. Yeah, you've done the same thing. Sorry, I do mm -hmm. apologise. And you as well. Well, you know, maybe he got it from you. I don't know, Chris. What I find is that you talk about something... And then two days later, everyone else has got it. But you were there first. 
Well, I mean, I I described you as the most I described you as the most influential person on radio the other day, and you know, I I only base on the fact that you talk about something. Next, thing you know, it's all over the place. Oh, I don't know about that, but yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> you know the stuff on money that you talk about, and you know. Anyway, well, we, I mean, we, it's like money. Okay, that's that's kind of a hot button issue with me. It's like. Um, because people go into discussions of it, and it's like, I mean, I, I don't think, like, people even have, I, do, I don't claim to, but, like, I don't think anybody has any kind of understanding of how it actually works at all. You know, it's, 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 it is like a, it's just a, it's a belief system, I know that. And, well, um, it's, it's, it's more than that, isn't it? I mean, it, it's set up in law to work, to work well, really, it could. Yeah. Because it, it, it's really just a token by which you and I exchange our services, yeah? Yeah, it's a tool. It's just yeah, a tool. And, That's all it is. And, and a fiat, fiat just means by law. That's all it means. Yeah. It, it's and, simply, but, but it's but simply now, a tool. It's a social construct. You know, it's, it's just a, it's a way to, you know, facilitate exchange and stuff like that. Yeah. I, and then, you know, is there anything – but my question is, is it flawed in its premise? That's that's my question. It's like yeah, yeah, it, I, it's I, a tool, but it's like it's just like a, a machete is a tool, but is it does it work as a pocket knife? Not really. So here's you know I mean? here's my here's my view to bore you with it, because I think the whole way that we describe progress and mechanization and covering all the planet with roads and buildings and tar and cement is nonsense, and we're being given phones and mechanized in every way, and the fact that you know, to have a conversation about this, I have to talk to someone on the other side of the planet, is, is really a sign that we are moving away from the divine creation of the earth. Well, we're, and, we're, it's, and, it's, and money facilitates mm -hmm. that process. So in that yeah, sense, only, only in the money system could this, these, this circumstances be even remotely feasible at all. Correct. You know, so because, in that, from that yeah. se from that sense, money is evil. Because it, it you know, like you got to remember this: you're 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 taking something that's intrinsic to nature. You know, your 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 natural um, link there between your production and your consumption. Yeah, it's that that those things have always should naturally be um, uh, directly directly balanced and re interrelated, right? I mean, natural in the natural systems they are. I mean, there's no mistake. There's no there's no debating it. No. In in the money system, that is how do you even imagine a money system that is going to be uh, universally fair? It, I don't even think that's even remotely possible because it's a flawed premise. Yeah. It's it, you, you you it's like it's like oh um I don't know I can't think of an analogy but yeah but the it, but what it does is it facilitates crazy behavior like this for example my, I mean my one of my favorite examples of craziness is the fact that people eat and their bodies create these amazing things and they actually create two amazing products one is called shit and one is called piss. Okay. Now, those two products used to be used all the time in gardening, and piss was used for all sorts of things, to make ammonia and for healing and all sorts of things. Now we could make, fit every house with a careful, carefully crafted ceramic 
collection device and then we carefully hook all those pipes up for everyone in the city to carefully collect those those byproducts of of life and we and we carefully collect them and then instead of using those things with all their phosphorus and nutrients to grow our food and you know have a a sustainable recyclable way of agriculture what do we do with them we turf them out into the sea yeah and we build all these mechanisms and stuff like that to uh to deal with that to deal with that and then we say you know there isn't enough fertilizer in the world you know we we're not we're not able to grow crops anymore because we don't have you know the nutrients. It, well, what is it? I like that Mark Twain. I like the Mark Twain or Samuel Clemens or whoever he was. I like that quote a lot. He's he's attributed to saying that uh, civilization is the limitless duplication of uh, unnecessary necessities. Yeah, that's pretty profound. I mean, that kind of wraps it up, kind of in a nice little package there. Yeah. What we what what is our what is it? What what are we doing? You know. What, and what, what, and what, is, yeah. what, what have we gained from being simple shepherds? Simple shepherds. Well, you know, what, what, what have we gained now that we didn't have when we were simple shepherds? Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, think about it. Think about it. You know, that's that's uh, um, something I think about a lot. You know, because because uh, the whole idea that the education is good. I think I think you've oh gosh I think you've destroyed Horrible. that argument, Chris, pretty comprehensively. I went to the university over here close to me, and uh, maybe I'd do this more frequently. It's like okay, I got to get out of the I got to get out of the house. I got to. It's just like I'm too. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I I saw. Well, a that's, young, that is the trap of technology, Chris. Is that you keeps you, you pinned are, to the screen right here? I get pinned well, to the just, screen. Not just that, but you get a chance to talk to people of a like mind. Whereas if you have to go out there and mix with people, that's really hard. It's hard because, like, I was talking to the young man there on the campus, and then it's like, okay, young people, they're going to listen to you and stuff like that. They're, they're totally – they haven't been so pummeled by the okay, – he was on his way to go get some more brainwashing and programming, and I was just trying to help the guy out. I was you know, I just started just unloading some shit on him. I don't know. I was just like – um, you know, talking about all the, you know, stuff we're talking about and stuff like that. And he, he stand there and listen to me. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's like, um, you know, people are just kind of going about their routines and, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, the, all the, all and everything around you, you know, like the, the campus over here is like really nice as far as like, it's, it's, it's a, a very pleasant and they got a nice, they just put a nice kind of, uh, um, uh, what you call it, landscaping and stuff like that all around inside the, the campus area and all that stuff. And, uh, so, you know, all of that is like this visual confirmation that, that this is the place to, you know, to be and then to get, you know, get, you know, the education and, and that just, just the, the whole, um, you know, aesthetics of it and everything is just, you know, it, it tells you that like, this is legit, you know? And, mm. um, but you know, inside the walls and what the, what the professors and stuff are, are dealing out is just, is just pure 100%, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's not, it's just, um, shaping and well, like you're talking about putting, putting a model, uh, uh, a workable model because it works 
for hmm. uh, a uh, uh, to create a human uh, human being that is ba- essentially a, a slave, right? Mm. And um, for lack of a better, you know, term to p- put in there, but um, mm. yeah, it 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 is uh, so entrenched, like the, these ideas and stuff, and there's so, and then everything around you is like. Um, giving you this visual confirmation of, like, what, you know, you're going to be taught in school and all this stuff, you know, like, uh, um, but then, you know, like, walking off the campus and into my neighborhood over here, and there's, like, trash everywhere, and it's, like, uh, it's sort of, like, um, in a dilap, various dilapidated states and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, Mm. um, kind of like a, uh, um, very, in other words, like um, a stark contrast yeah. between the university campus and, and the neighborhood that surrounds it, you know? Yeah. So, like, if if that young man were to uh, take an observation on his way to school, like, okay, look at the look at the people and how they live compared to the standard that is at the campus, and then you ask yourself, okay, is this – is this an institution that is fomenting information and stuff like that to to make to make you uh, to facilitate having um, a you know high standard of living or that because it's not reflected in the surrounding neighborhood you know what I mean right right in its immediate vicinity that's 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 what I've put out there it's like it, it and you know I don't associate uh, the, the, the material uh, decay and stuff like that that you see around. I don't. I don't. I don't make that synonymous with a thing called poverty or anything like that. What it's reflected of is the people's um, sort of apathy or lack of uh, concern for their surroundings and stuff like that. They, they, they don't feel like they're they're. Uh, you know, it is it is upon them to like pick up the trash off the ground or anything like that because that's not their job. There's other uh, fun, there's city workers that handle that kind of thing. So that's that's not my that's not my role in society. And then you end up with the result of like the neighborhood is just trashy. You know. Um, so, but it's also, so, I mean, I mean, the, my view of part of the reason for that is um, all of the migration and you know, people having to change jobs all the time, so they they don't get connected with other people in a community anymore. So, right, this is, it's like you, you know the the idea of war as forced migration is correct. The idea, I mean, I worked for 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 several large Australian companies, and BHP is now one of the biggest companies, or one of the biggest mining companies in the world. And I remember as a young man, the whole idea of BHP was that. You know, if you want to get anywhere, you have to be prepared to travel. You know, you right. have to be prepared to take your family all over the planet. And I understand that in in the USA, people shifting locations for employment is just the norm. You know, no, people yeah, of course. Think, think nothing of uprooting themselves away from their family, all their connections, mm-hmm. as if they have no value. And yet, mm-hmm. you know, you and I both know that a family that sticks together doesn't need high-paying jobs to live a very good life. Right, yeah, there's all kinds of examples of that too, all around. All kinds of, ex- all, all kinds of examples, you know, what, what people, what women pay in childcare to go to work 
doesn't warrant what they're doing. No, like their income is uh, is all is all taken up with the uh, management of two people going to work. It's yeah, very that, bizarre, but yeah. You know, we know that we know that this is true simply because at the end of every month, the bank balance of people, any couple, hasn't changed. No, they spend it up because um, they're trying to. Um, they have get, the, get their yeah, children they, done. Or they have a car accident while they're dropping the kids off. The tire goes flat. The car needs servicing. Just the minutiae of life uh-huh. grinds at people. And there's, you know, payroll tax, and there's, you know, to the employers that employ them, and then and and goods and services tax on top of every service that's provided, and taxes built in the in the things that they buy. You know, the net effect of all the taxes is that probably. If you really analyse the cost of any item that they buy and the taxes they pay and the fact that they've had to pay income tax on the money they've earned to get the thing, they're probably only getting 10% of, of their earning. Yeah. Well, you know, I that's... mean, because, you know, like I was saying about the university and stuff like that, it's like the, it's, it's institutionalism and then um, the, the institutions are... You know your your um, universities, your uh, well, the police, the fire department, and all that stuff. All the different institutions that you know are are you know uh, ostensibly there to take care of things that you know normally people would take care of on their own if they were living in you know if they had a, an intact family tribe yeah. unit, you know, social unit, and um, that that is what and that that um, encourages. The apathy and stuff like that. It's not, you know, like um, like I was saying, the trash that's all around here. You know, I go out and pick it up and stuff, and it's like it's it's back within a couple of days. It's like, man, I just picked all this shit up. It's like it's back again because, you know, it's but there's no it's connection just a between yeah. There's, there's no, no connection between the people that are there in that uh, place. You yeah, live. they're disconnected from even their immediate surroundings. Like they, it's yeah, like it's, that is not even that is not something that they're even. They, they even see as something that they should be concerned with, like. But it's their immediate yeah. surroundings. It's like that's my immediate surroundings. I go in the alley and it's like that. That is just loaded down with trash and stuff like that. It's just this visual pollution and stuff that, like, uh, uh, you know. And it's like, well, you know, no nobody takes it upon themselves to do this, you know. But it, it's but that is a symptom. It's just a symptom of yeah. the. Whereas, um, whereas the town I live in, Chris. Uh-huh. It's 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 a town which has had a a history and a, and it used to be a very large industrial centre, but it's kind of all the industries closed down, just like every other Anglosphere country. But this town still has a kind of identity, mm-hmm. and it's small enough, and you know it's it's a you know a lovely, well kept city. But even that is being broken down now. You know the roads are not mm-hmm. being repaired because apparently the council has no money, of course. Oh yeah, right. your, your your favorite topic, but and but then if a group of residents banded together and and put some asphalt on the back of a truck to go and repair the potholes, they'd probably be arrested. Yeah, you would be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that's you just don't do that. Well, here's an example that just happened to me recently. Um, I'm laying here the other night, and uh, it's kind of I guess it was about two o'clock in the morning or something like that. I was awake and uh, I was reading and stuff, and then. Um, so I hear this alarm go off, and it's like, woo, 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 and I, I'm like, okay, 
like, it sounded like maybe a car alarm or something like that. And um, so I say, well, who, somebody will get around to turning the shit off eventually. And then, like, it went on for, like, a good 15 minutes, too long, in other words. It's like, okay, is anybody looking at this, checking at this? So I got up and I went out. And then the church across the street, um, it, it wasn't a car alarm. It was the church across the street that had a, um, I guess somebody maybe had broken into. I don't even know. So I'm I'm out there looking at the uh, I'm just saying where where is all that damn racket coming from? So I walked up there and I looked on the side of the building and there was this like uh, box sitting on the outside that was just screeching and uh, you know alarm. And then so like uh, I was like okay so what do I do? I was like kind of standing there and uh, well I would, uh, contact the church or something. And then it's like oh no I, I think about it. the police are probably going to be here. And sure enough, damn cop pulls up. And I'm standing there by the road, and I'm like, I waved at him. Hey, you know, I'm just standing here, and I'm not running. I'm not the perp, you know, like wave. I'm <laughs> trying to get this across every way that I can. I'm not the perp. I'm not the perp. I'm not the perp. But, you know, I was the fucking perp. Like, okay, fucking Johnny Law, do you think the goddamn uh, burglar is going to be standing here waiting on you to fucking show up? I know you would like your job to be that fucking easy, but that's... What the fuck is he... I mean, but of course I get questioned. Of course I get put in the back of the fucking squad car. Uh, what's your damn ID? You want my fucking... I, I, gave my social, I gave my name, rank, and social security number. That's what I do now with cops. You know, Chris Kendall. Um, well, rank, whatever. You know. I, I, I didn't social realize security you comedy so well, Chris. You, you, I, you I'm can, not doing can, comedy. I'm just telling you what you happened, can, dude. I mean, that's... You could be the new stand-up... <laughs> God, this is no, it's real life, man. I mean, I'm, I I'm, this really ha I mean, I'm just, it's not, I mean, it's, I know, comedic. I know, I know. it's totally comedic. It is totally comedic. I, I get what you're saying. And, and, uh, yeah, I was the, I was the suspect. Um, and then they had to run my, <laughs> they had to run my, uh, information and stuff like that to see if, oh, we're just checking to see if you have any. And they were, and they were kind of like, um, I was half, so yeah, I they were kind of, yeah, they were kind of half apologizing, like, yeah, we really need to do this. We really, and it's like, I know what you're doing. You need me to respect your authority, and I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever, dude. I'm like, I'm just, I'm going along because you guys got guns. I'm not going to argue with you. And then, oh, like, okay. I, as I was sitting there in the squad car, I just started loading them down with like the, you know, the. I said, do you ever consider this? It's like all the money you guys take in, you know, to the city, and they never have enough money. It's like, you know, like uh, just this idea. You know, there's retirement accounts and stuff like that. It's like all this money. It's like why, why, why wouldn't the? Because it's like they, they would be, you know, analogous to a, a very wealthy individual. You know, like, like wealthy individuals don't have to work because they could, they can just um, glean their the the dividends from all their investments and stuff like that. It's like, don't you think like the? Don't you think the city down here is? Don't you? think they why wouldn't they have so, so, something similar to that you know with all the you know because you know there's retirement and you know there's all this other stuff and i was just i was just rattling on about all this stuff while he was standing there talking you know so yeah just take the opportunity make opportunity out of uh, uh annoyance there because uh and then it, it just got me to thinking how um how then that goes along with what we we're just talking about how people are just kind of apathetic nobody was coming outside nobody was sticking their head out to look or anything like that and um very similar to a car accident that was out here in the street i went out there and checked it out and there was nobody out there looking or anything like that and there was these two guys in the car and they were 
they were strung out on meth or something, I think. Uh, I'm not sure, but it, they, they were acting like they were. And then um, uh, the cops came eventually, and then it was like 15 squad cars out there and a bunch of cops, and they were measuring it with their measuring wheel and all that stuff. And then all the neighborhood people and stuff started f filing out of their houses and walking up and standing around after the cops got there. I thought it was a damn ghost town until the cops showed up. <laughs> I'm serious, well, they, man. They, no, they, they obviously saw it was an episode of Miami Vice being filmed, and they wanted to be on TV. <laughs> I, I, yeah, like, uh, let, are they going to be let on me, cops? Let me segue into a rant that I would like to get out to any Australians listening. I, I live in this place called Victoria, which is, and the capital of this place is Melbourne, and we have this train system. And in my lifetime, they got rid of all the station masters and the ticket sellers and 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 started... You know, because they, uh, who knows what the problem was. Anyway, so then there started to apparently be more crime on the trains. So then, of course, they had to have, they, you know, you would say, well, we'll put the station masters back and, they, and the train guards, you know, the guys with the flags, we'll put them back. No, no, they wouldn't do that. That was too crazy. What they had to do is put people on the trains as guards. And, and then, of course, you've heard that Australia's... Uh, had their guns taken away from them. You know, we all had to hand in our guns. So there's no guns in Australia at all for the general population. No one's allowed to have them. And now the guards on these trains wear uniforms like policemen, like military-style uniforms, and, of course, they have guns and batons. So... You know, you wonder why on a bunch of unarmed citizenry, people that are guarding the trains need guns and, and batons. What on earth is supposed to happen if we don't have our tickets or whatever? Are we going to get shot now? Well, you know, it's, it's like the... Um, it, it, uh, it is just incredibly outrageous that... It, what are the guns for? And, and let's say that there is someone behaving badly. Did the guards pull out a gun and shoot at the guy, and if they miss and someone dies, is that just collateral damage, is it? The well, what it is, I think, is um, I, the guy, Mark Stevens, the, the guy that does, he talks about the law and all this stuff a lot, he, he, he's, got a good, he's got a good term for it. It's called the force continuum. It's like when you engage with the, the authorities, you know, they initiate a force continuum on you. It's like, okay, I'm going to tell you to do something. Yeah, I heard and, and if you don't comply... That we're going to escalate this for, forcible action against you, yeah. you know, and and like they were they were they initiated force continuum with me out there, and I was just standing, you know, like I just got through telling you, you know, yeah. and um, I didn't wasn't giving them no static, just totally friendly with them and everything, um, but you know, force continuum was initiated. What, you know, we we're going to demand these things from you. Not yeah. asking you, we're demanding these things from you um, yeah. uh, for no reason, you know, no apparent reason, you know, um, other than the, the, I was there at some kind of uh, scene of a crime, right? But not exhibiting anything, any kind of suspicious ha behavior whatsoever. But you know, the 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 but the thing is, like, um, you know, that could have been a potentially bad situation. Like if I had been of the mentality like I need to be out there with a firearm or something just in case for my safety you know I yeah. could have had that down in my pants or something and then he goes to pat me down I got a fucking gun and then he he gets really really nervous and I'm like and I'm tired and I'm like um 
shit, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about that, and I reach down, and he's like, he freaks out and fucking shoots me in the head, you know, and I'm, okay, that's the end of, that's the end of the story, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now and stuff like that, but that, that is always a possibility in the force continuum, just for, you know, how awkward social, um, uh, it, it, social uh, intercourse is on just a regular basis anyway, you know, all this, and very and, awkward, and, yeah, and, and, very awkward. And because of phones and the technology that we talked about before, people are less skilled with social interaction than they ever were. Oh, it's, it's constantly like... By yeah, the day, I, it's like I, a I think young people today are struggling with, with the interactions that we took for granted when we were children. You know, they're just not able to pick up the cues of being bullied or... You know, they're just not able necessarily to deal with things in a way that allows them to, um, you know, physically interact with another complex, intelligent being. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a mess. It's a real mess. And um, so you, you talk about, like, family, you know, family dynamics and stuff like that are, are really, really just turned upside down. Turn up in most them, families, yeah. so where it gets like almost, it's like it's the point where it's like it it's, it's gets to the point where it's like intolerable almost, like to even deal with family members and stuff like that because they have all these constructs in their mind about how the way things should work based on television. And, and, and if you really like, loved me, if you really love me, and then you know that goes into like um, the concepts of narcissism and narcissistic supply and all that stuff. I, I, I'm trying to learn about some of that kind of stuff because I think that's have has pretty good explanatory power, you know, like psychology and stuff like that. Even though it's 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 limited, it's 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 another thing that's like, uh, you know, where where it's it's a tool that's used against us. So I I try to be careful with that too. Like when I'm well, can I looking at you know another stuff. another model that I use, you know, I think I think a lot of the psychology stuff is made unnecessarily complicated because of the view that there is no God and there is no divine spirit. Whereas, right. you know, if all that stuff about narcissism can be explained as really a battle between your divine aspect and the ego part that is that comes with having a body. Yeah, that's really interesting. Have you ever seen, I, man, back to movies, and I, I, man, I'm really torn, because like Marcus says, like, oh yeah, you should never watch movies. And I'm like, man, I, I agree with that. And then, like, yeah, on the I, other I, hand, I, I don't... I'm like you, I'm like yeah. you Chris. I, I like to look at them because if you look at them in reverse... Yeah, you got to look at them in reverse. You can't... But you can get... It's so easy to get uh, swept up in the um, emotional thing yeah. of it, you know, and then that, that's where you get the hook. Oh, know? and and, like, I, and it's interesting you say that because when I watch a movie now, I constantly tell myself I have no emotion. My emotions are shut down. Okay, here's here's a good example. I I sent you that link to that Robert Redford Lost at Sea, right? Yeah. Okay. There's so much stuff in that movie, and I didn't I didn't pick up on it. I watched that movie, and like um, I didn't pick up on this until our conversation about saltwater. Yeah. It's it's like he was lost at sea. He's stranded on a lifeboat, and then it, it, a, a big part of the uh, the film where it's like he's got to get water, right, to drink, or he's yeah. gonna die. Yeah. And so he, he takes this uh, plastic uh, container and cuts the top off of it and then puts like a piece of uh, – he, he has some uh, saran wrap 
and he puts it over the top of the uh, the plastic container and then puts like a tin can in there and then it you know condensation forms and drips into the can and then he, he that's how he's getting his water supply mm. but you know as you're now drinking straight seawater out of the sea um even though like what you're telling me that you know you do that and and people can do that um i question whether or not like a, a diminished uh civilized person can just start you know go from never drinking seawater to just start drinking seawater you know what i i'm not i'm not i'm not sure about that no i i may be wrong about that i don't know but but i know in that film that definitely that idea was reinforced like you that, don't even yeah think that's about right seawater. It, yeah i mean i i the the problem with seawater is that it's it, it's got salt at four times the level of of your the fluids in your body so, so you maybe you, yeah you can maybe shock your system by so drinking if you, yeah if, so if you're drinking seawater you would have to so your body's then got to be able to get rid of all the excess salt that it's going to suffer uh-huh which which would mean the kidneys would have to be able to produce a very concentrated salt solution in the urine to make the water that you take in with salt worthwhile mm-hmm. right in, in balance and and um you know we we i think i need to find them there are there are studies of people that 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 drink seawater but um you, you know i don't think you can like we said we, we don't know our limits we don't know the limits of the body we do know that humans well nourished flourish in places like from antarctica to the tropics and live on diets that consist of only fish or only seal or only vegetables we're incredibly yeah. tough you know we're incredibly adaptable we seem to be able to thrive in the toughest conditions if we're well nourished mm-hmm. and if we're right. not we seem to be, we seem to be knocked out by a little bug right yeah that's that's the uh i think that's the main point it's that um you have to always factor that in to when you talk about anything like that salt intake or anything like that it's like you have to start out with the realization that you're malnourished, yeah, and that you're not you're not an, your 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 whole system is degraded out of because you you're you're so called civilized, you know, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the thing. It's like um, you know, uh, so if you so if you're you're floating around at sea, you know, can you drink seawater and survive, or is that you know maybe a bad idea? I don't know. Yeah, but um, like. But when you know, I when I was sort of drinking seawater, I mean, I drink daily, you know, about a cup of seawater. So you drink about a cup of seawater every day. Yeah. Well, I go swimming. When I go swimming, I just you know I'm swimming along and I drink it. Yeah. My dog, <laughs> my dog that I take swimming with me, he drinks it. You know, so if I don't go swimming, I don't drink seawater. I don't grab some and and have it around. So but your you know, dog I, goes to the ocean, and then the dog goes in the water and starts drinking it. Yeah, he swims around, and he he's quite happily sucks up a little bit of seawater. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, uh, it, it, yeah, you gotta take in all kinds of different factors into consideration. It's like, yeah, I can't can't take away from that that. Um, you know the the movie is trying to tell me and reinforce the idea not to drink seawater. Now, I have another thing that is maybe goes along that lines because um, 
uh, this is some this is here again is my direct personal observation myself i know this for myself so like i when i when i say this i don't i don't mean this to be like you know advice for somebody else to do whatever you know but I, it's right. it's that i go when i'm out like i was out hiking and stuff like that i run out of water um i go to the creek and then fill up my bag and i don't filter it or anything and i drink it like that you know and I why and I look at it is it is it in a, is it a stagnant pool does it look like it's it, it, there's some flow there and there's like the the gravel bed and all that stuff so that's a natural filtration and all that and then um, you know I picked a part that was in direct sunlight so that the UV if you know whatever the rate the sun and stuff like that is it, 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 theoretically or whatever I'm not certain about all this either is is would would knock down whatever pathogens happen to be right in that particular area so i'm i'm considering all that stuff and then i fill up my bag and i and i drink it you know um and then but i could tell you i i i've done this many occasions and i've never gotten sick from doing that but Hmm. when you go you start to like look at oh yeah i'm gonna do like a you know long distance backpack or something like that like uh a a long distance hike or whatever like that um, and you and you read anything on it. You're trying to like you know prepare yourself for it. That's something that will always be emphasized to you. Like never drink water from a natural source without running it through some type of filtration system first. Never, um, Chris. Never, never, never. Like just, ne- death don't, just don't do that. You know, never, or put put science, put some chlorine in there. Put some iodine in there. Or do something to treat the water. Boil it first. Or something like that. That's always like pounded into your head, you know. And uh, you know, I just don't do it. I just oh, and, the, right and there was the there was a death there was a death of someone from raw milk drinking in in my state, you know, at the start of the year. And then everybody's going to hear about it. Oh, we all heard about it. And I, you know, I, I don't know if the laws have been enacted, but you can imagine the sales of raw milk plummeted. And it, it turned out that this the child was immunocompromised, you know, because he. He was either on. He was either on chemo or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, had yeah. some, some disease. You know, you. That's another good example. Really good example of. Really, really. If yeah. you, as far as I'm concerned, if you're getting sick, you're malnourished. You yeah, know. he was probably seriously malnourished. Yeah. And then you know the attempt to get nourishment in him through the raw milk, uh, was was ill-advised because of not because raw milk was bad because it was just the yeah yeah, because he wasn't able to 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 take the slings and arrows that that life throws at you right because because of taking all civilization's advice up until that point like okay now i got now i'm down now i'm sick now i'm now i'm hurting and stuff like that and then so now I've heard about all this stuff about raw milk and stuff like that. Now I want to go guzzle some raw milk and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta think, man. You gotta like, you gotta, yeah. It's like it's well, it's, it's not that straightforward. Sorry, let me bring you another bit of craziness that's come up that I've just found out about. Um, I talk about, as I know, everyone knows, I bang on about salt, 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 salt. Um, it turns out we all know that if you have a low salt diet your kidney produces a product called renin and renin is produced entirely to maintain the level of sodium in your blood because 
when you have such a low level of sodium intake, um, the body must have it. You know, it must have salt, and so it, to to protect you from having low salt levels, the kidneys produce renin, R-E-N-I-N. Uh-huh. Now, the problem with that, when that happens, is that, that actually thickens the blood and leads to an increase in blood pressure. So, what happens as people get lower and lower salt levels and their renin goes mad, as they get a bit older, the kidney loses control and starts producing renin at such a rate that it becomes a problem. Mm. Mm-hmm. So in the last couple of years, or three or four years, they've developed a new operation for people with hypertension. And guess what it is, Chris? I'll put you out of your misery. It's uh-huh. an operation to sever the nerve oh. in the kidney there you go. to the renin production aspect. <laughs> I, uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, there's probably endless examples of that type of thing. And then you got this sort of temporary ad hoc fix that is sort of like another uh, another bit of anecdotal evidence that, oh, yeah, doctors know what they're doing because I lived for the time <laughs> being. <laughs> oh, so, man. Uh, and, the, you know, and of course, there's the, there's the operation to remove part of your stomach so that you don't eat so much. But, of course... Right. Because that that also removes the large proportion of the parietal cells that mm. convert salt <laughs> oh into God, yeah. hydrochloric acid that are the things that allow you to live. The endless madness. Oh, it's total madness. It's it's just uh, the definition of madness, and uh, yeah, man. And people just take it for granted. I know somebody that had a, a what do they call it? Uh, where they don't cut it out, but they put a, a band around oh, the that's stomach. A, that's, now, that's a different thing. At least that leaves the parietal cells there. But, but yeah, some and it's reversible, have, I guess. Yes. Some yeah. people actually have a section of their stomach taken out. But you're cutting off blood and to that part of the stomach, right? You're cutting off blood and oxygen to that part of the stomach. So those won't those cells atrophy? Well, they, well, they and just, die? They're, just take, they're, they're physically removed. Because the the parietal cells line the, the you know the more surface area on your stomach the more parietal cells you'll have. Yeah, and then the but the lap what do they call it a lap band where they where they that lap kind band. Of, oh, I see what yeah, you say. You think yeah. you think if they do that it'll yeah it probably does, Chris. Yeah, it probably it, it may not they may not put it on tight enough like a tourniquet to cut off you know but the, the, but it's going to heavily restrict the flow there. I'm at, I'm sure, and then uh, that. <laughs> And then your body's going to have to deal with that, and it's going to probably be a shock to your system that you're going to be dealing with. Well, I, I tell you something that my my lovely friend Kay Hammond alerted me to was that was that obesity seems to correspond to pe- places where there's fluoride in the water. Never thought of that mm-hmm. before. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know they they say too that the um, it, it, a lot of these artificial foods and stuff have these triggering mechanisms that kind of cause your 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 feelness uh, feelings of being full it could just totally knocks those into knocks those for a loop and stuff so well, that you, you you get those that stuff all messed up 
Well, in fact, satiation, Chris, comes from salt levels. Yeah, that makes sense too. So the more salt you have, the less food you need to eat to get satiated. So quite often people start eating and there's a little bit of salt in. They're salt deprived, so they will crave more food. Yeah, guess what I ate last night? Uh, Twisties? uh, Twisties? I don't think we have those. Vegemite, you dip, dip them in Vegemite. I don't have, we don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have twisties. They're really nice things. They're, I'm sure they're, they're like a stuff made out of like a puff rice thing. Okay. I was about to say, uh, if twisties <laughs> means raw ground beef, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, right, it's a, a right manufactured thing with, with, with cheese and salt on them. Eight raw powdered breast. cheese, Powdered cheese, powdered salt. That doesn't sound... That sounds tasty, but it doesn't. That sounds like. <laughs> oh yeah. No, so, sorry, I interrupted you. What did you eat last night? A uh, raw ground beef. Okay, Grass so fed. that's uh, another yeah. amazing thing. So I was talking about the very stuff last night. So that's an amazing coincidence. I ate, it, the, I ate what, it straight what out of the, the French, What do the French call that? Oh yeah, I should have said what is it? Steak, steak tartare. I'm steak sorry, yeah, that's, that's yes, tartare, yeah. That is yeah. really delicious, the, isn't it? If you say raw ground beef, people are gonna like, oh man, Chris is hardcore. It's like, no, steak tartare. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I'm. Uh, so yeah, that totally. That's funny how words put a totally different. Uh, co- people, you know. Ha- that's another thing to always think about. Is like how how words, how just putting a label on something has affects your uh i guess it does affect like your emotion your your emotional visceral reaction yeah like say oh yeah i mucked down some raw raw beef last night and then like if i was tell anybody about that or if i was to like tell my mom about that she would be like oh my god and well, if, I, like, if i said like oh yeah i was at like this swanky restaurant and um had some steak tartare oh how was that how is that good <laughs> well that's that's Jim McKinney's favorite topic, isn't it? You know, because it's spelling, and you've mentioned that too, I'm sure. Jim McKinney spelling. It, spelling. Well, you know, the use of words is spelling. We're, we're putting spells on people. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, spelling words. I have problems spelling myself. I hate that. I always, I'm always misspelling, and and then I, then I'm. Because it's the arbitrary nature of it too. It's like, why is the freaking e before the i this time? Oh, because it's get just, a standard, it, get a damn standardized <laughs> system for doing that vowel sound for fuck's sake. You it's know all what I mean? about making. It's all about making me feel inadequate. I'm sure, Chris. That's the only way I could. Okay, the word February for freak's sake, and the word Wednesday <laughs> for freak's sake. I mean, come on. And of course, the meanings change. They change the meanings to mess you around. You know, awful doesn't mean full of awe anymore. It means it's bad. Yeah, that's something that's constantly being done. That's that's a real that's a real issue in the culture too. And it's th- like the words usage is being. And I do it. I do it too. I use the word. I use the slang. I use the lingo and all that stuff. I mean, I'm I'm just so inculcated with it. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. But exactly. And then, it, it, but in order to be able to communicate, I I. I'm like if I get if I start getting hung up on all that stuff, 
like right. proper word usages and and all that stuff like that and slang lingo and um like uh like Jim was talking about sarcasm that one time and all that yeah. stuff it's like I couldn't talk man I would be just I'd be just blah 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 like I can't think of what the, what's the proper because I've already do that I do that when I started doing these calls I did that a lot I was like man what's the word what I mean what's the word that's proper to use in this I, I don't know what I said so I just started just using words that I've always used yeah and then like uh, that's the only way I don't know how to that's the only way I don't know how to talk it may sound you know whatever like some people would probably think oh man this you know that's not right or whatever but I don't know I don't know what else to do you know so. What value is a lot of that stuff? Because it seems to me well, like well, I, I uh, think, arbit's arbitrary. I, well, except that I, I think that you know, as you become aware of it, you start to think about what you're saying more, and whether you're spelling or not. You know, you right. you you, th- you think about the meanings more. You become aware of language as being, you know, a kind of a way of mind controlling. It's not even a kind of way. It's obviously mind control for exactly the same things that you said. Were you eating ground beef or steak tartare? Mm-hmm. You, you know, it has a meaning. Right. Depending on the you, word you use for the same yeah. action. So your brain gets engaged with all these, having to sort out all these different variables like, okay, who am I talking to? How are they going to take this? Yeah. What in, in this context, what is the proper word usage? And if I yeah. say it this way, it's going to mean something like uh, different than something else and stuff like that. But I think that is something that is uh, a, a, uh, a sort of a construct, like a mind, yeah, a mind control uh, methodology. Yeah, and even even if I go to the USA, although I'm speaking English and and you know ignoring the accent problem, even even the way I speak, I can't guarantee that people understand me. They hear the words, but my meaning will often be lost if you're in a different country with a different culture and, as you say, a different context. Yeah, it's like, you know, telling a joke or something like that to, like, somebody from a different culture and stuff like that. Most of the time, they're not going to get it. They're not going to know what you're talking about. You no. Know, especially puns, especially, you know, like... um you know, I'd be overseas and I'd be talking to people and stuff like that, and then I, 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 I try to joke or something like that, and then it's like, it just they have no, no idea what I'm talking about. It's because of yeah. the cultural divide and stuff like that. But you know, um, that obviously you got to consider, consider those things. But um, it, it's like, to what extent? You know what I mean? Like if if you're trying if. Like what we're doing, and this is going to be uploaded to the internet and all that, and then it's like, you know, so there's a potential of different people from different backgrounds that would listen to this. So, it's it's so yeah, it's, it's something to consider, but it's like, uh, it's, it's this progress towards... Well, uh, well you just, uh, well, okay, so my model is, Chris, you do it to the point where it, it, it maximizes your effectiveness, don't you? You don't do it. Yeah, to you try to. Yeah, you don't do it to the point where it disables you. Yeah, you just play yeah, around. Then, it's 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 like playing around with the knobs of your of your um, sound controller, isn't it? You just do the best. Right. You just yeah, do the best you can, and then you know you get get you're going to get feedback from people, and they're going to you know maybe take issue with some of the things, but then you know you gotta you gotta just yeah, still try to do the best that you can. 
with what you with what you got, you know, and then yeah. uh, take that take take it into consideration, and then you know move on from there, and then uh, and all that. But uh, it, but there's there is this thing too with the the sort of worldwide reach of all the internet and all that stuff that that now exists, and then. So there's, I think there's this process underway of this sort of uh, unified language. Like yeah. there was a, there was another. I keep bringing up films, but films are like the, the sort of main cultural driver, you know, for this, for our society, right? I mean, no question. Uh, yeah, no question about that. And uh, so there's a Area Fifty, no, not Area Code Forty Nine or something like that. About a futuristic scenario, about and then that that was involved cloning and all that stuff that was in this film. But one of the interesting things in this film was that there was this um, sort of uh, language that was like amalgam of like Spanish and English, and uh, that you know they had they were they would speak. You could still understand what they were saying, like an Esperanto um, thing. Esperanto, yeah. And uh, that's what that's probably what it was, Esperanto. And they were they were they were, you know, that it, it was interesting the usage, the word uses and stuff in that film. And uh, I, I do believe that's that's part of the goal. That's part of the goal. Obviously, it seems like that would be part of the goal to to because um, I know I'm pretty sure there was there's been different, uh, um, you know trying to push that out through different avenues to get people to start using that. Well, it's interesting that a a fellow I had lunch with yesterday who goes to China a lot, he was saying that the people he deals with, um, you know, in business can't speak English very well at all, but he will talk to their young children in China who can understand him perfectly and say things like, no way and cool. And they're native Chinese... They're, they're living in, in, you know, just a, a relatively small town in China of two million people, apparently. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Apparently that's a small town, but, you know. And how many generations does it take? Cause one? It, 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 yeah, one, one generation, because the, 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 uh, the, the universal schooling system that's implemented now all over the world. Yeah. Know, it's all standardized across the board, you know, to one extent or another. By the people that live a long time. By the people that live a long time. There you go. I mean, so he, here's a here's a new phrase, Chris. Let me suggest instead of the powers that be, what about the people that live a long time? The people that live a long time, or got to have some kind of snappy, uh, you know, uh, uh, acronym. Oh, what or about something. what about long livers? Long livers. There you go. We, we can imagine their livers extend from their toes to the top of their head. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it definitely is a interesting thing to consider um as a possibility. Yeah. And it it cuz yeah, that's the reason why I want to talk about this cuz it it fits it, it it has like a real to me, it has like a a resonance real, yeah, resonance exactly, and explanatory power. Because you start thinking, okay, if that's true, then how does that fit with this, and how does that fit with this, and this and that? 
Yeah. It. And it, does, it is a powerful model, isn't it? Well, so far, I mean, this is like, like I said, I never really even considered this or even heard anybody talk about this until now that I can recall. Well, if, if my current prediction of you being the most influential man on radio is true, I'm sure it'll be all over the place in no time. Well, you're you're there. I mean, we, it's just a discussion me and you had. I mean, you're you're just as much as you, your show. As your show, Chris. You. <laughs> it's just, just people talking. It's Hoaxbusters call. It's not Hoaxbusters show. It's just people talking. I'm just yep. I'm just a dude talking. That's all. And thinking and talking. You know. Exactly. That's it. Terrific. Yeah. And now I'm, the real world is intruded in my life, Chris, and so I'm going to disappear. All right, Frank. So you're going back into the uh, the ether of abstract internet land. Well, and I'll my talk to you again sometime. I, I, you know, I, 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 um, what do you call it? I, I uh, anesthetize we, myself by by telling myself that I'm making salt, and I think salt is good. I'm renewing my covenant with God, Chris, by making salt. Good salt. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> we know you. We know you're real because how else can you make a how else can you slurp tea on and that's right. Real. That is exactly right. That tea slurping thing. That is the the um, audio signature of real. <laughs> that's the new standard for what's that's real. A new, and what's not. That's the new standard. Thank you, Cliff <laughs> High, for that new standard. Yeah, I have to check them out. See what see what it's <laughs> about. All right. All right, thanks, All right. Frank, man. Take good, care. Good call, dude. Yeah, no, okay. I appreciate it, Chris. Bye. Okay, take care. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.